Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. Happy Saturday morning. And I have my guy here, Greg Penniman, with me. Greg, how you doing today, man? Feeling good, man. One day away from uh, just sitting back, relaxing, and just, you know, watching a multiple of games. Uh, Red Zone, hear Scott Hansen's voice. Like, I'm, I'm ready for him. I'm so close. So it's just going to be great. Definitely, brother. I mean, it's it's one of the most exciting days of the calendar year where we sit down on Sunday and get to watch football the whole day. Red Zone, like you said, Scott Hansen in the background, just narrate, yes, <laughs> narrate the whole day for us. Uh, and you don't move from that spot for like eight hours. No, no, no. <laughs> you do not move from that spot. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be beautiful. It's, it's going to be lovely. You, you just got to watch out for the sensory overload because it's real. Like week oh, yeah. one, you've never sure. been used to this much football happening at one time. You got all these fancy teams going. You might be you might be sports betting now. There's DFS. Like, sensory overload is going to be real. <laughs> it is. And Make sure, you know, take it easy. You know, appreciate the games that are going on. And don't look at all the fantasy team and points every, every yeah, like, yard yeah. and carry and everything like that. That's definitely one of my one of my things to hit uh, at the end of this show. But please do not do take what Greg just said to heart, man. Do not sit there after each play and check the fantasy score. <laughs> like, it's not healthy. It's not. <laughs> Don't do it. Just focus on the game. Spend time with the family. And just trust that you put yourself in the best position to win the matchup by doing the things that you do to prep throughout the week. Like, if, if that's listening to us, then great. You know, just make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you could be listening. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. And you could also uh, find us on YouTube. Where we're live four times a week, as we are in this instance, also on on Twitch and, and Periscope as well. So make sure you comment, like, subscribe, all that all that fun stuff, so you can you can stay tapped in. But hopefully we're a part of your weekly process. If not, you know, tap in with us, and and we'll make sure that you uh, you like what you see and that you you make us a part of your weekly process. But uh, just trust that you put yourself in the best position to win the matchup, right? And then and and the rest will take care of itself. Uh, but we did have a, a a football game that recently occurred, Greg, that we're probably going to talk about. So uh, we talked, you know, obviously we broke down the game Thursday night football, the Buffalo Bills against the L.A. Rams. Um, Buffalo was dominant in this one, man. They really were uh, a 31 uh, 10 victory for Buffalo on the road. Uh, I'm just going to say, I'm going to pat myself on the back. I had the under and the Bills to cover and the Bills <laughs> to win the game. So, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, it was a great game. Josh Allen was dominant. Uh, he had two interceptions. Neither one was really his fault. And yeah. um, three, almost 300 yards passing, 297, three three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um, yeah, Greg, I know you know you cashed in on that Josh Allen rushing touchdown, um, and 
you know, it was just a masterful performance. Uh, if you drafted Josh Allen highly in your draft, you're probably feeling really good about it. Uh, sitting nice and pretty. Uh, but, you know, Greg, what were some of your your takeaways from the Thursday night game? Yeah, totally agree with you. That's just start off with Josh Allen, his performance. Uh, again, I think he's going to be the MVP this season. He started off the season very well. Um, just I mean, the, the playoffs, it was just as if he, you know, didn't take a break off. He just came straight from there. Uh, one of the, you know, better pure passing games you're going to see. This man was slicing and dicing this defense. Uh, so, yeah, great performance by Josh Allen. And, yeah, definitely got that Russian touchdown looking like MJ and Space Jam out here reaching for that goal line. Uh, so that was big time. And the offense in general looks solid. I mean, you know, a lot of definitely some sloppy play, especially in that second quarter, third quarter. I mean, week one, got to expect that a little bit. But the Bills have a championship defensive line, and um, they are definitely going to cause havoc this year. Uh, so people that have that Bills defense, uh, they're back to, you know, I mean, they were one of the number one defenses last year, but they're just going to continue to get more and more sacks and generate more turnovers. Um, and other than that, I mean, I think the big storyline here is, you know, the Rams running back situation. Uh, Cam Akers, Dara Henderson. I know a lot of people, you know, in Yahoo Fantasy, he's rostered over 90%. Um, a lot of people, you know, expected to start him. I would have played started him if I was had him on my roster. Um, came up with that zero, uh, so definitely a surprise as far as the snaps, uh, the usage. Uh, Daryl Henderson, it wasn't no any injuries, nothing like that. Um, yeah, it was just it was just very very interesting. I mean, week one, you know, we're not gonna like overreact to you, but we're gonna react. Like that's you know, anytime a, a starting player, you're expecting to put up at least a you know top 30 day puts up zero it's you know definitely surprising damn greg goes up 2-1 uh-huh, yeah. yeah so uh <laughs> yeah no the can't make situation is one that's tricky uh you know if, if you listen to the thursday night preview i kind of said it tongue-in-cheek right like my, I think my words verbatim were Cam Akers is the starting running back, or at least that's what we have been. That's what we believe so mm. far in week one. Um, but I also did say, I think Daryl Henderson is, was going to be involved. I thought he was, you know, I think I, what we both agreed to start him over the Buffalo backfield, any, any piece of the yeah. Buffalo backfield you had. And, and, and I think that that came out, you know, somewhat fruitful. Um, but Daryl Henderson outtouched. I mean, let's let's keep the main thing the main thing, right? Daryl Henderson outtouched Cam Akers eighteen to three, right? Yep. He the first he started the game. The first five snaps yep. was all Daryl Henderson uh, in the game. Four of the snaps were all runs to Daryl Henderson. So this was Daryl Henderson's show, right? I mean, the Buffalo defense was all over the Rams offense. It was hard for them to get anything going outside of like Cooper cup. Um, but it was definitely, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be a situation where fantasy managers are, are, you know, it's, it's interesting because we, we've been talking about this, right? Like, you know, and I know we've, we only really started, uh, you know, we only got back on the mic and recording, you know, regularly again, you know, just a couple weeks ago, but this is one of the things that we had talked about, you know, when we talked about the running back situation, we talked about Cam Akers was that Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers could really be a 50-50 split. Um, and it could very well still end up a 50-50 split by year's end, right? Mm -hmm. But right now, Daryl Henderson's a guy. And we see this thing ebb and flow, right? We see it all the time, right? This happened. This is like similar to Cam Akers' rookie year, too, where it's like everyone was buying the hype on Cam Akers. And then 
we get to fantasy season and he's not really playing. Right. And we're seeing Daryl Henderson getting a lot of work. And, um, you know, so we've been here before. Cam Akers will get he will get dropped in leagues. Right. People are going to yeah. people are going to tilt. They yeah. had a zero in the lineup. You will find Cam Akers on waivers in some of your leagues on Monday. Like I don't or on Wednesday, rather Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't I don't doubt that at all. So um, keep that in mind. If you're the Daryl Henderson manager, you know, you consider yourself not. I don't want to say lucky at any by any means. You 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 saw draft. You saw value. Right. You scooped up Daryl Henderson. He was somebody who was make makes a ton of sense, made a ton of sense as a late round target and you hit. Right. So I'm going to hold on Daryl Henderson. I'm probably not going to try to sell him to the to the Cam Akers manager. I mean, obviously, you can see what you can get, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to hold and just, you know, rely on that. You know, I think he's a guy that could be an RB2, you know, every week if he's going to get that kind of volume in this in this offense. Right. So just something to consider. And then I think one of the other things on the Rams side is that the Allen Robinson situation, right? I mean, people are tilting about that, you know, had two targets, 12, 12 yards receiving on one catch. Uh, you know, but if you look on Twitter, there's all these videos everywhere all over the place of Allen Robinson actually, you know, because people are like, oh, Allen Robinson wasn't separating this, that, and the third. He wasn't getting open. Cooper Cup was getting all these targets. Like, you know, Allen Robinson can only muster up two targets. And, you know, there's all these videos circulating on Twitter and Allen Robinson was open. Like the Bills, and you said it too, Greg. Like the yeah. Bills D line was just dominated. dominated. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get a passes when you're just have Von Miller in your face every five seconds. <laughs> it wasn't just Von Miller though. It was Von Miller. It was yeah. Greg Rousseau, It was Ed True. Oliver. It was it was uh, AJ Epinesa. It was all everybody, these man. everybody on the Bills defense. Straight talent. So, uh, I'm I'm he's another guy that will end up on waivers. Not tilting with Allen Robinson, he'll end up. He'll be more likely to end up with waivers than yeah, Cam, yeah. I think because yeah, he, you know, had a down season last year, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he did it to people last year, so people have that bad taste in their mouth. And yep. you know, he's the guy that when you were drafting, you're like, you you could not think about last year. You're like, yeah, Ugh. especially if you had him because I had him and I had him yep. in the league, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I make that draft selection so. Uh, but I'm not going to tilt, man. I mean, I, I said it on, I said it during the Thursday night preview. Like I didn't want to play Allen Robinson. I didn't want to play Matthew Stafford. I really just wanted to play the running backs and, and, and Cooper cup and let everything all sort itself out. Who knows? OBJ was in the building. Maybe he'll sign with the Rams. Maybe he'll sign back with the Rams. You know, he, he did show some love to Bill's mafia, but I don't, I'm not saying OBJ can't do it, but the Bills got a nice thing cooking here. With uh, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis, you know, all the Gabe Davis truthers were that felt validated within the first two minutes of the game. Not not realistically two minutes, but within the first the first quarter of the game as Gabe Davis scored a uh, a touchdown on a, a really nice play design. Um, but my bold prediction was they would combine for 35 PPR points when they combined for 45 PPR. There you go. So, there you go. I guess my bold prediction was not bold enough. <laughs> yeah, he's um, a classic example of coming off. Anytime you have dominated playoffs like that, uh, you know, Josh Allen's going to trust you now forever. Like, so he's definitely going to be eating all year. Yeah, Gabe Davis is definitely going to going to cash in at his draft price for sure. Um, 
think that's oh wait one more thing the bills backfield i don't want to spend too much time oh, on this game because we'll yeah. talk about a lot of this you know when we do waivers and stuff on monday um and how to react to a lot of it but the bills running back situation that was another one where you know i, I said the all three of those guys are going to somewhat be involved i guess i was wrong on that because we don't that know how look good Devin Singletary did look good. Eight for yeah. 48, I think it was. Um, so he he was effective. Zach Moss was farly, he was just too involved, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like we get it. Like you I mean, after what him. after James Cook's first carry, though, that didn't help. So <laughs> his first touch as an NFL career. I, I think they didn't happen to Kareem Hunt too, but I don't, I'm not sure. But it did happen to oh, Kareem okay. Hunt. Yeah, but and then but he, I mean, but he played the right rest side. of the game. Yeah, he true, played true. the rest of the game, and then he dominated the rest of that. Game, true, 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 true. Right, so we guess we'll never find. We would have never found out what James Cook was going to do because he didn't touch the ball again after that. No. no. So, yeah, it's tough, um, but stuff happens, right? Anyway, uh, let's move on to the football games that are that have yet to be played, and uh, we're going to start off with the zero and zero Las Vegas Raiders traveling to LA to take on the Los Angeles Chargers, who are also 0-0, zero zero, by the way. This game has a 52.5 point total, where the Chargers are 3.5 point favorites. This game is at 4.25 p.m. If you're looking for a 1 p.m. game, just make sure you go pat, you go back, you check out Game Previews Part 1, because that's where all the 1 p.m. games reside. Here is all the 4.25 games and Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. But this game is at 4.25 p.m. Eastern. The, in terms of weather, this game, there's no weather concerns in this game. Uh, the, the, in terms of injuries, the Raiders are okay on their side. Uh, in terms of the Chargers, J.C. Jackson is listed as doubtful. Initially, I think they said he was a game-time decision. Uh, the cornerback who was recently acquired in free agency from the Patriots, uh, who led the league in interceptions, I think, each of the last two years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he was he's definitely was going to be a boost to this Chargers secondary. But, you know, we'll, without him, uh, you know, I think that, you know, they're obviously going to have to adjust their game plan and how they defend the the Raiders offense. But, Greg, where are you at here uh, with this game? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Las Vegas to cover, but the Chargers to win. I think, you know, just the beginning of. The wildness that's going to be the AFC West, uh, just you know, all these close games, uh, covering three and a half spreads, you know, it's insane to call. So, but I'm gonna take that. I think you know, you know, the usuals, the locks for the Chargers side. You're starting the Herb, you're starting Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, and, and Mike Williams. I think those are guys that you're putting out there with confidence. Of course, uh, Keenan Allen's you know the more favorable one. Uh, we'll see how Mike Evans comes into this year, how the the, the target share and, and what he gets, uh, but. Herbert and the Chargers seem to be a team that's going to throw the ball out this year. So uh, I believe in both prospects. Um, and then on the Raiders side, uh, Derek Carr definitely gets a little bump now that J.C. Jackson is out. Uh, that definitely helps his uh, his um, game. I think um, Devontae Adams is going to be – I think he's going to definitely want to sh- you know, show off that shiny new toy. Um, so, you know, lock him in for wide receiver one performance as well. Uh, and Darren Waller is in a great spot here uh, matchup-wise. Chargers. Definitely last year weren't good against uh, tight ends. Uh, and also the Vegas Raiders, uh, Jared Everett um, for the Chargers, um, as he's, you know, is definitely streamable um, and has some value here because, you know, the Chargers weren't also good against the tight end last year. Uh, the Vegas Raiders weren't good against the tight end as well. Uh, and Hunter Renfro, yeah, he's, you know, solid, still in that wide receiver three range. Um, I think he's still going to be a, a guy that gets targets, 
especially with you know easier matchups in that slot. Uh, and sleeper value, you know, it's definitely not going to start him, but you know, definitely keeping a lookout. Uh, Joshua Palmer, uh, keep an eye on him, keep an eye on what, intriguing what he does. I'm totally with you on the game, taking the over, taking Raiders to cover, taking the Chargers to win, like AFC West Madness, like you said, yeah. start today. Um, for the LA Chargers, Herbert is an absolute must play for sure, right? Eckler is a top five running back play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keenan Allen, a borderline wide receiver one. Mike Williams, a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. I do think you could start Josh Palmer, though. I think he has okay. sneaky appeal given the high total. It's I'm I'm gonna say right. It's it's one of those where like you you haven't seen it, so it's very hard to put him in your lineup. Right. But if you are in trouble and you need some help, he make he fits the mold of what we're looking for for those from those wide receiver threes. Right. Mm-hmm. He play. He's attached to a to a strong quarterback in Justin Herbert. He is playing in a game that has a 52 and a half point total where we just both took the over, right? So the Raiders were in a very good secondary. He fits the mold of what we're looking for when we're taking a shot on a wide receiver three to help us out, put him in a flex, put him in our flex. Like he definitely fits that mold. So I think you I think he's startable in that yeah. in that instance. Um agree with that. Well, Gerald Everett. Like you said, the Raiders were not very good against the tight end position, so he, I think, he has some value this week as a as a definite streamable option, uh, and potentially could lead to a guy that you end up starting throughout the yeah. year. Uh, Devontae Adams, a top three play for me. Hunter Renfro, I know that you were you were banging a drum harder than a lot of people last year. Renfro is a top ten play for me this week. Ooh. Like he's got to be in your lineups, man. Oh yeah. I mean, the attention that that. Devontae is going to get the Darren Waller is going to get, uh, you know, you, you got Josh McDaniels who like Wes Walker, Julian Edelman, like I'm not profiling here, but no, no. <laughs> Hunter Renfro, is, he's cutting that mold, like slot receiver runs option routes. He, he's like him and Josh McDaniels probably get along really well in that aspect. Like Hunter Renfro has got to be a top 10 play. And then Darren, Darren Waller, Think he's a he's in the smash spot this week against the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense. So I'm all in on this Raiders pass offense. When it comes to the running game, Josh Jacobs. I don't think he gets the workload that we're all used to. Um, you drafted him, <clears> so maybe you're going to play him as a running back three flex option. But that's really how I see him. Amir Abdullah has a, a PPR intrigue, but then um, the 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 rookies, Amir White. He's been getting some run. The the char- the Raiders love him a lot. Josh Jacobs is probably not long for the for the Raiders. He's probably in the same situation that David Montgomery finds himself in, uh, in terms of like you got a new coaching staff. Uh, they 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 didn't you know they didn't they're not committing to you. They didn't pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth year option. He was playing in the Hall of Fame game, which I don't care what Josh McDaniels says. You played your starting running back in the Hall of Fame game, like you don't see him as your starting running back. And Samir White's going to be involved, so he's a guy that you know maybe you want to stash ahead of this game and 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 see what the usage is like. So, uh, anything else that you want to add to this game, Greg? Yeah, no, I think I agree with you. I, Josh Jacobs probably low low in RB two play to start. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the running back situation goes, especially after Thursday night, man. We, everyone's on edge now <laughs> with their starting running back. 
Yeah, everybody's definitely on edge with the, when it comes to their starting running backs. Uh, they are a hot commodity, and uh, people people like to make sure that that they have one, and when they don't, they tilt. Tilt is real. Moving on to the next game, the zero and zero New York Giants travel to Tennessee to take on the zero and zero Tennessee Titans. This game has a forty-three and a half point total, where the Titans are five and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, well, weather, possible thunderstorms in this game, common theme for week one of the NFL. Um, but for the New York Giants, uh, Aziz Ojolari was initially a limited participant with a calf, but it seems like he's been downgraded to out. Uh, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, the uh, rookie pass rusher, first-round pick, uh, he's limited with a knee injury. Uh, and the Sterling Shepard, who it's part of his contract. Yeah, he, has, uh, to be he has to be on the injury report. report. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets more money being on the injury <laughs> report. <Yeah. laughs> we actually, he actually pays the Giants to put right. him on the injury report. Right, right, right. So like, you know, they they like take a cut out of his contract for every time they have to put him on the injury report. It's really fascinating contract details right there. <laughs> um, but Sterling Shepard limited with an Achilles injury. They're all, well, him and him and KT are questionable for Sunday. Uh, and for the Titans, uh, this one is kind of relatively new, but uh, are relatively old, but not really uh, has, does have impact because it happened after training camp and before week one, it was during practice, uh, Tennessee pass rusher, edge rusher, uh, Harold Landry, who got paid big time this off season uh, is on injured reserve with a torn ACL. So uh, that's going to be a blow to the Titans pass rush there. Uh, but in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take these new look giants to cover. <laughs> Go back and Titans to win, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in terms of this game, I I think for the Giants side, it really is about one player for me, and that's Saquon Barkley. Uh, you know, I think he's. I think we see that usage. You know, last year was. He was he was getting his his feet back under him. He was playing for Joe Judge. They didn't really know what they were doing anyway. And uh, you know you got Brian Dayball, who I'm hoping he's shown to be smart. He's shown to be um, you know forward thinking. I'm hoping that he gets a lot of uh, a lot of touches early and often to Saquon Barkley. Uh, but I think you know if Kadarius Tony he wasn't on the injury report, which is shocking. That is uh, he's also yeah we're <laughs> yeah he's, he's hey he's taking after his mentor and Sterling yep. Shepard trying to be just like him except you know probably a little more explosive on the field but well, uh but KT Kadarius Tony because the Giants have two KTs um but Kadarius Tony is if he can go if he's going he's definitely in flex consideration especially here's how I do it. And we get, we get into stuff like this all the time, Greg talking about these things, but if I am the favorite in my game and I have Kadarius Tony, I'm probably not going to do it. Right. I'm like, I don't need to take that risk. Like what if yeah. he, you know, leaves the game injured, which he's done before so on and so forth. But if I'm down, if I just went against Josh Allen and, and the Stefan Diggs or Gabe Davis stack, and I'm like, I need these points. Right. And my options are like I could start a safe, I could start Robert Woods, who 
could finish as the wide as you know, I have him as the wide receiver 41 on the week, but he, you know, he could finish as a solid wide receiver three and get me 10 points. But I want the upside of take Kadarius Tony because he can literally drop like 20. So Good. give me that upside. So that's where I'm at with KT. In terms of the 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 Titan side, Derrick Henry is an RB1 with the RB1 upside. Uh Robert Woods, like I just talked about, wide receiver three, flex option. Traylon Burks, he's a stash. Um, I know that he's had the tumultuous offseason, but he's still a first-round pick. The Titans don't have A.J. Brown. Don't have much after Robert Woods at all. I mean, yeah, it's like Nick Westbrook, Akine. Yeah, yeah. They have the you know the the other rookie and and Kyle Phillips who you know they they like, but Traylon Burks is a freak. And in fantasy football, we're looking for those outliers, the upside, Man. and Traylon Mark- Burks has that. Jamar Chase had a bad preseason last year, too. That's all I got to say. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. See, we're going crazy. Yeah, with game, man. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the over in this game. I was really going back and forth with the, the spread because, like, every time I think the Giants can show up, Titans are not a good defense. They don't show up. But I'm, I'm going to take them to cover Giants and still take Tennessee to win. Um, on the Giants side, I agree with you. I'm really only confident in starting Saquon Barkley. Uh, hope with you know, I think he has some RB1 upside in this one. Uh, with Tennessee's uh defense not being very good, uh, other than that, the Robert receiver is going to be hard to you know divvy through, except Cardarius Tony, who can give you some flex value. And well, Wendell Robinson, I think he's also a stash. I think with all the injuries that come into play, he's a name that I'm, I'm looking at, um, on, on this bench that you know it's going to maybe get targeted early, uh, especially if starting Shepard can't go and you know Kenny Galladay can't really just find the connection that he couldn't do anything last year uh on tennessee side derrick henry the man you know he's definitely gonna get a touchdown in this one another guy you can definitely guarantee that uh robert wood's gonna be probably Tannehill's, you know top target guy you know he's got flex value wide receiver three value some maybe some wide receiver two upside if he gets in the end zone um and that's what i mean other than that i mean austin hooper probably will be the next guy to get the high targets um so I think he has some stream move value. Yeah, I I I agree with the Austin Hooper take. I 100% agree with the Wandell Robinson. I didn't even bring him up. I uh, I feel bad, you know, usually I'm the one that's bringing up these deep sleepers, but the it's a Giants player. So I'm Giants guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, Giants yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh but definitely love the the Wandell Robinson. He's a guy that um when the Giants selected him in the second round in my wide receiver uh, rookie prospect model, he was somebody that that popped, and so um, in our league of extraordinary dynasty people team, dynasty people league, you know, Greg, I don't know if you know who rosters Wandell Robinson, but I'm just saying. Um, anyway, let's move on to the next matchup here, and this oh, one yes. is a doozy, bro. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> we got the zero and zero Arizona Cardinals or Kansas City Chiefs traveling to. Arizona to take on the zero and zero Arizona Cardinals. This game has a 53 and a half point total where the Kansas City Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather, game, weather concerns, there are none. In terms of injuries, JJ Watt day to day with a calf injury. I don't know what is going on in, in Arizona, but everybody got a calf injury. Zach Ertz, <laughs> limited participant with a calf injury. Uh, they put Colt McCoy, the backup quarterback, on IR with a calf injury. Crazy. So, that's Not fine. doing enough calf raises in Arizona, I guess. I don't know what's going on, 
But um, Kansas City, they're okay in terms of injuries. Greg, what do you got? Oh, man, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Cardinals to cover and the Chiefs to win. Uh, this is going to be a game where, you know, Scott Hansen is going to be, Red Zone is going to be on this game all fourth quarter. Like, this is where that is going to be wild. Uh, I, I'm very excited for this game. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win on Kansas City side. You already know. You're taking usuals. Patty, uh, I think Cloud Eyes with is in a good spot here. Um, that for the, 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 the touches he's going to get um, and the usage in a high-scoring game. Um, MBS, I think, is also a good play here as well. Of course, Travis Kelsey is going to be the top target getter, but uh, besides that, I think at second pass catcher, you're gonna, we're going to be looking at his MBS, especially down the field, making big plays. So I think he's got some wide receiver two upside here. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be intriguing to see how Juju is used versus, you know, Sky Moore, the name that we were, we were talking about, you know, people have been talking about coming into the, the season. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens there. Um, but in this high scoring game, you know, if you, you need to, if you're desperate to throw a Juju out there, a Sky Moore out there, um, to give some points. Um, there's definitely nothing wrong with that. Um, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray, James Conner, you know, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. I think Kyler Murray and Hollywood-Brown are going to be connecting all day today. No Rondo Moore. I mean, really, there's not a lot of people to throw to. Zach Ertz is questionable. Um, so Hollywood-Brown's going to in the smash spot here. James Conner, I think because of the high-scoring game, has got some RB2 uh, value here for sure. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a really good game. AJ Green, I think has some low end flex value, uh, just cause it's just going to be a, a, a lot of plays here, a lot of targets, a lot of catches, a lot of touchdowns. So yeah, play them all. Yeah, I am. Oh man, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Arizona to cover. I'll, I'm going to take Arizona to win. I know I, like I end up doing this. I pick against the chiefs and they're like, I don't know. It doesn't work out for me half the time. Like my record against the Chiefs has to be terrible. Like, yeah, we're, we're, I'm gonna be like whatever I say about the Chiefs, just do the opposite. Patty, <laughs> he won't let um, you down, though. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna take Arizona to 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 win the game. Um, you know, I absolutely love this game. Um, again, this is this is gonna be one of the highest scoring games on the week, and everyone's gonna be stack stacking all the players in FanDuel and DraftKings this weekend. Um, from this game. So uh, Kyler Murray, my quarterback, one on the week. Uh, love his pass game options as well. Uh, well, I, I wrote this before Rondell Moore was out. But Hollywood Brown, high-end wide receiver one. Rondell Moore is out, but he would have been a strong flex play had mm-hmm. he been playing in this game. Zach Ertz, if he can go, I think they said that he'll be on a limited snap count mm-hmm. uh, with this calf injury. So, you know, maybe they they work the rookie in Trey McBride, but that's that's a tough ask. Uh, I think AJ Green is going to end up getting a lot of work, like yeah, a lot more work. To, than, yeah. yeah, he has to. Um, you know, especially, you know, they're, if they're going to be missing Zach Ertz, then they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They they're going to need a, a presence in in the middle of the field and in the red zone. I think AJ Green adds some value both of those ways. Uh, James Conner and RB two uh, with RB one upside, especially with all the pieces missing. And you know, you know Benjamin is somebody that was a stash for me, but like. And this is this is this is this is getting crazy. But <laughs> who else is gonna p- touch the football, right? Like you have to get other people involved, right? Like yeah. are we gonna Andy Isabella, Antoine Wesley, uh, Greg Williams, Greg Dortch. That's a that, that, yeah. I'm not gonna go there. We're not we're not, not gonna go there. there. Like D, that's strictly hundred percent DFS. 100% DFS. Do not touch Greg Dorch. 
outside of like two of your 150 DFS lineups. Um, on the Kansas City side, Mahomes is my quarterback too on the week. Love his uh, top pass catcher as well in Travis Kelsey. I know that Arizona was really good against the tight end last year, but it's Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna gonna work. I'm gonna try to. No, I'm not not moving away from that. Right. No, so no, uh, I think not, the top until the wheels fall receiver, off. <laughs> you said what? Until the wheels fall off, man. Absolutely. Uh, but who knows? Like Bianca said, no Kayla Nicole, so maybe the wheels are off. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think the top three wide receivers. I know. Scott Moore is going to get a lot of love because he's a rookie. He's the new hot thing. But I think he's, like, fourth in the rotation. Probably gets mixed in. With, he probably gets his own package of plays, some, you know, some sweeps, some end-around screens, things like that. Uh, but I think it's Juju. I want it to be hard. I want Hardman to be the two so bad because he's been so – he's gotten progressively better each of the last three years. If you just look at his numbers from his catch rate to his to – his, his career high in yards, uh, receptions, things like that. So he's gotten better, and I think that he really does fit the Tyreek Hill mold, like almost to almost to a T, like almost, right? Just almost. Um, but I think it will be MVS, who is the second option. You know, in the preseason, he played significant snaps with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I think it's Juju, MVS, Hardman, and a Sky Moore is like a stash for me. Uh, but again, I could be I could be totally wrong. It's week one, being wrong about a lot of things. Uh, but I don't know if you mentioned Clyde. I don't know if you. I did. Good spot here. Great yeah. spot here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like Clyde. He was definitely in in start start of the week consideration for me. But you'll see that I went in another direction here. But he was a guy that was definitely a strong consideration. I think the matchup is great. I think from a DFS perspective, he's going to be overlooked. Um, you know, he's a guy that on DraftKings is priced at like 5,400, like under guys that are like backups. So, you know, Clyde is somebody that makes a ton of sense uh, from a DFS perspective. And just if you're playing season long fantasy, he should be in your lineups here. Don't even fret, like have no issues with it. Um, but yeah, so moving on to this next game here. Oh, wait, we have a question. Oh, do we? From Seth. Uh-huh. Says, would you trade CMC, Cortland Sutton, Chuba Hubbard, Drake London for Mike Davis, Jonathan Taylor, and Jalen Waddle? I I know what I would do in this situation, Greg, but I want to hear what you what you have to say. CMC, Sutton, Chuba, and Drake London for JT Waddle, Mike Davis. Hmm. I think I would I would take that. I think I would take that. I mean, you get JT. I mean, he's probably I mean they're one two with CMC, but if I had to really choose one, I'm gonna take JT. Uh and then Jalen Waddle is gonna be a target machine. He's gonna be a reception guy, PPR. Um, you're really taking not, you know, maybe a hit in Mike Davis, but at the start of the season, he's gonna get some carries until he's uh his value goes down when J.K. Dobbins comes back. So I think that I think I'm gonna take that. Yeah, I'm on the other side. I'm not taking that. I CMC to me, CMC JT from a projection standpoint, like even part. They're even, right? The only the only the only reason why you why we're gonna downgrade CMC is because of the injury history. But if he plays all sixteen, all seventeen games, there's it's not a foregone conclusion that he could outscore JT, right? Like he's a PPR machine. So to me, I see those guys as even. 
I see Sutton and Waddle is even as well, right? Because they're in a similar tier where Waddle's like the wide receiver two playing with Tua, but Sutton could be the wide receiver one playing with Russell Wilson. So, like, those to me are a wash. And then so it really comes down to, like, you're trading Chuba Hubbard and Drake London for Mike Davis, and I'm not trading – I wouldn't even trade Drake London yeah, for Mike Davis. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not – I would I would hold – but you got two answers there, Seth. So take the the best, the, the one that you like best. Um, moving on to the next matchup here. I love these these this four p.m. slate, man, is going to be really nice, really really nice. Uh, we've got the zero and zero Green Bay Packers traveling to Minnesota to take on the zero and zero Minnesota Vikings. This game has a forty-eight and a half point total where the Vikings are two and a half point home underdogs in terms of this wet, in terms of weather, this game is in a dome. So there are no weather concerns. Love that. Just every game should be in a dome. Uh, Alan Lazard doubtful with an ankle injury. Uh, so it seems like he might, he's probably not going to go. Uh, Robert Tunyon limited participant with a knee injury. David Bakhtiari, he, he was limited with a knee, but he's likely to, he's likely to play. And Minnesota, uh, they were they were okay, but it seems like rookie safety Lewis Seen, uh, first round pick for the Minnesota Vikings, one of the first round picks that they had, um, he had a setback or re-aggravated a previous injury uh, late this week, so he's looking highly questionable for Sunday's game. Uh, in terms of this game, Greg, I'm going to take the over. Bless you, sir. I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take the Vikings to cover two and a half and win this game. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, in terms of the fantasy analysis, give me the Green Bay running backs, Aaron Jones, an RB1, A.J. Dillon, an RB2. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's, uh, again, in what I think is a high-scoring game, he could come through, but he's got no Alan Lazard. I mean, not even to start. Like, where, who does he have, man? It's crazy. He's got – he's going to have a rookie in Romeo Dobbs, uh, a opposite of a rookie in Sammy Watkins. Uh, it's week one, though, so – but in terms of Rodgers, he's outside my top 12 this week. Uh, if Lazard can't go, which seems like he won't, Sammy Watkins is in line for a lot of targets. So he is a flex play. Sammy Watkins is. Like he's definitely in flex consideration. Him, it's it's really it's a really messed up situation because him, Dobbs, him and Dobbs can like both have a sim both play a similar role, both have similar upside. Where I think Randall Cobb, his role is probably locked in, right? We know what he's gonna be, and we know he's gonna get targeted a bunch from Rodgers as well. You know, just how effective are you going to like how effective those targets going to be? I do think Cobb has has an opportunity to get in the end zone. He was targeted in the red zone a bunch. Uh, and. Yeah, there's no Alan Lazard. So Cobb has some PPR intrigue, like some. Uh, I, I know it's not exciting. It's week one. Probably don't want to do it. But, you know, he's a guy that has, again, given the situation, given the, the nature of this game potentially has some upside or not much upside, but has an opportunity for a high floor. But on the Minnesota side, 
Love the pass offense. Kirk is a QB one for me. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a top three option at the position. Adam Thielen, a strong wide receiver too. And then KJ Osborne, also a sneaky good play, someone who should probably be rostered. Um, and then Irv Smith, a tight end one option. And then Dalvin Cook. I don't believe I wrote his name down on my list, but you should probably start that yeah, guy. I hear, I hear he's pretty good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to go. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Vikings to cover as well. I'm going to take the Vikings to win. I uh, just think they're a, they have a better roster right now. They have a, a more explosive offense, uh, and they'll get enough stops to, to win the game. I'm with you on the Minnesota side. Kirk Cousins is in a great spot here. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the guy uh, at the wide receiver spot. You know, wide receiver one locking in every week. Um, Adam Thielen as well. Uh, I think he's got some wide receiver two upside here. Earth Smith Jr. in tight end one category as well. Um, just, you know, with the matchups and everything like that. Um, and Dalvin Cook as well is going to just destroy. He he always does well against the Packers too as well. On the other side, Rodgers, yeah, it's going to be tough for me to consider him a, a QB1. At best, he's, he's low end, but he's really does, doesn't have a lot of options to throw to. Um, I mean, Robin Tunyon could get in the end zone. Um, he might rely on him, but other after Alan Lazard, the only one I'll be confident throwing out there is Sammy Watkins as a flex and, and – Cobb as a you know a dart throw guy that you're you're just desperate in maybe like a 14 or 16 team league. Um yeah, I'm just not sure, you know, how they just didn't they never addressed the wide receiver. I mean, he's won two straight MVPs, but like just why why doesn't this man ever get some wide receiver talent? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean they did they did draft Christian Watson in the the end of the back of the second round or the beginning of the second round. Uh seems, you know. He's been slow to start coming from North, small school, North Dakota State. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is in like. How could you not give him a top tier wide receiver? You know, yeah. you watch what Devontae Adams has done and he's widely regarded as the best receiver in football. And, and you don't make an effort to replace him with an, another player that's even remotely close, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I do like Tunyon. I'm glad you brought him up. He's my sleeper on the year. Um, you know, so I, I, I think that, in, you know, he definitely has an opportunity. But, again, no Lazard. And, and uh, Aaron Jones came out recently and said, you know, I think Tunyon was walking by and he pointed at him and he said, that's the people – that's the that's the person people are sleeping on. Like, he could very well lead our team in receptions this year. Um, Adrian Amos was on Good Morning Football recently. And, you know, he's a safety for the Packers. And he's in, he brought up Tunyon as well as saying that's a guy that could have an impact. It, it's huge to have him back this year because after leading the team in touchdowns the year before. So players are talking, speaking highly of Tunyon. We know Aaron Rodgers thinks highly of Tunyon. The only thing that stopped him last year was an injury. So I definitely think that he can he can make a bounce back for sure. This also, game. a guy who can lead their team in receptions this week is probably Aaron Jones. Probably. <laughs> yes, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, true. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Jones could probably lead their team in receptions this week. That is yeah, a true for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to the next matchup here, we've got the 0 0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Dallas to take on a 0 0 Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 50 and a half point total, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are one and a half point road favorites. This game takes place. On Sunday night at 8.20 p.m., Sunday night football. In terms of the weather, this game is in a dome, so no weather concerns there. In terms of injuries, Michael Gallup is out with a knee injury. 
James Washington is on injured reserve with a foot. So it seems like Noah Brown is set to make a start here uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Tolbert, I saw something. He was having a good camp, but then I saw something that he might be inactive on, on Sunday night. So I don't know. That's a situation I'm probably going to stay away from outside of CD Lamb. But uh, on the on the Tampa Bay side, this one's tough because Chris Godwin, again, Sunday Night Football, Chris Godwin is a game-time decision. Russell Gage, he's been limited in practice with a hamstring injury. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, limited limited with an ankle. And then Logan Ryan, limited with a hamstring. Greg, where are you at with this game here? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover and Tampa Bay to win. Um, this was the this was our Thursday first game of last season um, in 2021, which was a very good game. Uh, went down to the wire. Dallas just ran out of time. It's, you know, almost a high, very high scoring game. Um, so that, that, this is a good rematch here. I think it's also going to be high scoring again on the Tampa side. Tom Brady, you already started him QB one. Leonard Fournette in a good spot here. He's the low one RB one for me, um, especially with Chris Godwin. It's going to come down to the, the game time decision. So Mike Evans, I think regardless, gets a bump, um, especially in that end zone. He's a guy that could also, a wide receiver you can bet on to try to possibly get a touchdown. Um, Chris Godwin's tough because, you know, Sunday night game, um, even if he plays, does he play a full snap snap allotment? Uh, I have him in a couple leagues. I think, you know, definitely have him in the flex spot for now. But uh, if it came down to it, you know, keep reading, keeping an eye on the reports and everything. Uh, have a probably plan B ready. If not, if you're in a pinch, then you might have to play him. But if not, I think if you have a, a better matchup, maybe in that Arizona uh, Cardinals, I mean, Chiefs game, maybe because, you know, plug, plug and play that. Uh, on the Dallas side, Dak Prescott, I think because of the game and, you know, the how the high scoring, he, I think he has QB1 value. Zeke uh, is in a, in a good spot here as well. Um, they didn't pay him for nothing, so he, he's still going to get his touches. Uh, and Tony Prada, though, I think is still a top 30 play. C.D. Lamb, I mean, you know, there's really no one else to go to besides Dalton Schultz. C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz are these top pass catchers. They're going to be tops in their position, both tight end one and wide receiver one. They're going to be eating all year, getting just eating up receptions all year. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the – I did think about last year's game. It was a very eventful, very high-scoring game. Um, I don't think we got the over, though, because it was like a total mm, – Probably was like 50 – if there was like 50 or it was okay. like no, yeah it was like it was like a, one of those even totals and then we oh, was, gotcha, we gotcha. push so don't think we got the total uh, or the over but i'm gonna take the under in this game because these defenses are both actually pretty good here uh i'm taking tampa bay to cover i'm gonna take tampa bay to win uh on the dallas side cd lamb wide receiver one based on volume uh i mean and talent but yeah. volume especially uh, Dak, borderline QB1 for me. Uh, Dalton Schultz, a top five tight end option, I, I believe. Uh, Zach, uh, Zeke and Pollard, uh, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard. I think they're both RB2s. Um, you know, Zeke could probably, you know, get those goal line carries. Uh, but Pollard will be involved, especially with Dallas hurting at receiver. I think Pollard will be involved as a receiver. Um, and then Noah Brown. I think he's an interesting wide receiver dart throw from a DFS perspective, but outside of that, I'm probably not touching him. Um, on the Tampa Bay side, I'm slightly downgrading the the pieces here from a projection standpoint, 
but I still think they get the job done in terms of you know total team effort. Um, for the Bucks, if if Godwin can go, then I think Evans and Godwin are both wide receiver twos. Um, with Evans probably getting the bigger bump, but if Godwin can't go, I think Evans gets is more like wide receiver one territory. I think then that means like I mean Russell Gage is limited, so Julio has some intrigue. Texting in a touchdown or some this know. is I, the biggest problem we've had with Julio has been his inability to stay on the field. Right. This is the healthiest he'll be all year. So the best quarterbacks ever played with, like yeah. I mean, and the thing is that they don't really have a tight end option. And I've been thinking about this for a while, right? Like we talked about this before when you know a couple years ago when DK Metcalf was a rookie and Will Disley got hurt, and we're like, oh well, Will Disley's hurt, and he was getting all these targets, and you know, everyone was jumping to the next tight end, and we're like, no, we're jumping to DK Metcalf. <laughs> like <laughs> and it kind of makes me think like without Gronk here, could they rely on Julio as like this big slot presence that is almost similar to a tight end, just based on, a, you know, based on how you're going to use him and what you might ask him to do in, in the past game, obviously won't block like a tight end, but I can see Julio having an impact essentially is what I'm trying to say here. Um, in terms of the, the running game for net RB2 with, with definite upside for more Tom Brady, mid-tier quarterback this week or mid-tier QB two, but he's got upside for more than that, obviously, for sure. He's he's Tom Brady, the greatest to do it. So, you know, even in bad matchups, this guy might still come out and put up a QB one day. So, uh, yeah, that's that's really it. Like I said, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, intriguing flex options, stashing Rashad White ahead of this game, uh, the rookie running back behind Leonard Fournette, definitely going to stash him. And one of my favorite things to do if you're playing – and, you know, if you're playing in Yahoo or a league that allows you to drop players after they've played, if you sit in that one o'clock window or the four o'clock window and some of these guys that you stash, like a Khalil Herbert or Eno Benjamin or some of, one of these other guys does nothing, right? Or like maybe you've got a rookie wide receiver like Garrett Wilson and you trot him out there and they, or you keep him on your bench and realize he wasn't really playing or wasn't really that involved, then you could drop them and pick up a player like Rashad White ahead of Sunday Night Football in the event that something happens to Leonard Fournette during the game, you don't have to use fab money on, on Tuesday to try to get Rashad White on your roster so or waiver priority. But, um, yeah, that's it for me, Greg, on that side. Um, it's going to be an exciting game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably more exciting than Monday Night Football, but not as intriguing given the storyline because we talked about revenge games. And we talked about quarterbacks in revenge games, and this is the biggest one, the one that right we here. Have. Sorry, one. Baker. Sorry, Joe Flacco. <laughs> but this, you guys, your story does not compare to Russell Wilson and what's about to happen on Monday Night Football. Yeah. When the 0 0 Denver Broncos travel to Seattle to take on the 0 0 Seattle Seahawks. This game has a 42.5 point total, and the Denver Broncos are six and a half point road favorites. This game is Monday night, 8:15 p.m. So make sure if you're playing people in this game 
that they should be in your flex spot because they're the latest game, right? So if you got Cortland Sutton, you got Jerry Judy, you got Javante Williams, put them in the flex spot as long if if the running if you you know if you're starting three running backs and a two running back one flex or you're starting three wide receivers and a two wide receiver one flex, just make sure that one of these pieces is in the flex spot so you have some some uh, flexibility there. But in terms of weather, no weather concerns in this game. In terms of injuries for Denver, KJ Hamler, he's questionable, uh, limited participant with a knee injury. On the Seattle side, Boye Mafe, rookie linebacker, uh, he's limited with a shoulder. Ryan Neal, limited with an ankle. And then Sidney Jones, he was limited with a concussion. And then uh, second-round pick, Kenneth Walker, the running back, Kenneth Walker the third was a DMP with a hernia injury. So um, don't expect him to play. Uh, so that'll probably be the Rashad Penny show. But in this game, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Denver to cover. I'm going to take Denver to win. On the Denver side, I think you start all your highly drafted Denver pieces. I don't think there should be much upside for them in this game. Uh, you know, not a high total. Seattle's not going to do a whole lot on the other side to make it competitive. Uh, Denver defense is really good. Um, you know, Russ is a borderline QB one, Judy and Sutton, they're borderline, uh, wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside, Javante Williams. He's an RB two with RB one upside, Melvin Gordon, an RB three flex play. Um, I probably lean into the, it's crazy. I probably lean into the running backs a little bit more given the potential game script here. But again, it's a, there's emotions in this game. Nathaniel Hackett could call some passes in the red zone that you normally wouldn't call. Like, so think anything could really happen in this game, but DK, uh, or sorry, on the Seattle side, I'm out on the entire offense, save for Rashad Penny, who's an RB3 flex option with capped upside, and then DK Metcalf, who again, this Denver secondary is one of the, it's one of the best secondaries in all of football. Um, they got stud corner and Patrick Sertan, they got a stud safety in, in, in Justin Simmons, so. Yeah, DK is a wide receiver three with, with definite upside, but the Denver, like I said, Denver defense is strong. I think they shut down Seattle offense in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Denver to cover and Denver to win. Uh, on Denver's side, I do love Russell Wilson, just the revenge games situation here. Uh, like his, his the talent around him, Jerry Judy and Corden Sutton. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how that's going to play out between those two. Um and also between the running backs, really, the um, a lot of the last year, Javante, Melvin Gordon, they really kept it to 50-50, truly. Um, they'll probably be similar to that, but, I mean, I, we really do want the, the Javante Williams train to take off. Um, I think not just quite yet, but, you know, I think the, they'll both be involved, both in RB2 category with upside, whoever gets more touches or gets those those goal line touches, really. Um, and, I'll, oh, you already know, tight end season starts here, the sleeper, the sleeper season starts here, so I think he's definitely going to be involved as well. Um, on the Seattle side, I, I'm I'm with you. You know, just hearing Geno Smith at quarterback is just not attractive at all. Um, but you know, he did you know force feed a lot to DK last year. Uh, he got a lot of volume based work, so I think that's going to help DK to give you a, a top 30 week and possibly a top 20 week, um, just based on volume. And Rashad Penny, yeah, I think he definitely had value. You know, towards the end of last year, he was one of the top RBs in fantasy. So. Um, think he's going to be solid. I um, think, he, you know, he's got RB2 value.
Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough last year. Uh, you know, with for Seattle, but Rashad Penny definitely got better as the year uh, as the year went on. Seattle was mm-hmm. was winning games at the end of that year. I don't think they're going to come close to winning this game here. So, um, moving on to the most interesting yes, sir. of the week. Starts of the week Ooh. is upon us. Ooh. It's money time. Money I mean, time. I can call it here. Greg, go ahead. Tell the people what you got for Let's your quarterback start of the week, brother. Going with quarterback start of the week. Hurts season hurts to be good. Uh, mentioned the team name last year, Jalen Hurts, going against the Detroit Lions. I mean, they played this team last year, and I believe it was forty-four to six. So it was a it was a route. It was a route. I don't think you know the Eagles are afraid to to get ahead and do what they got to do, even if they're running the board. Jalen Hurts is part of the running game. Uh, he's part of every aspect of the game. So we you know hear reports that he's an improved passer. I think this is going to show here he, they have matchup advantages on the outside run game. He has an advantage. I think he lights it up and gives you a top three performances if he. Absolutely love that one. Uh, I mean, it's a great quarterback week. I feel it feels like, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of guys that can have strong weeks and Jalen Hurts is definitely one of them. And I think we see a breakout party per se, uh, a little coming out party with this new, this new look pass offense here in Philadelphia. Um, for me, like I said, Kyler Murray is my QB one on the week. Would 100% be my start of the week here. But you drafted Kyler Murray. You don't need me to tell you to put him in your lineup. Right. So I'm going a little lower in the bag. I, I alluded to it on the show uh, on, on Thursday. Give me Trevor Lawrence, man. Um, this is somebody who's out there on waivers, available in about like 30% of Yahoo League's so if you have a Trey Lance or an Aaron Rodgers or someone you don't feel like has a ton of upside, I would go with Trevor Lawrence. I think this game hits the over. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Lawrence is my sleeper quarterback on the year, and I think he starts out the gate swinging against a weak Washington defense that won't have Chase Young, which has elevated their defense. Uh, so I, I think Trevor Lawrence hits the ground running here under the tutelage of Doug Peterson and – Shows why he was the number one pick in the draft last year. Yeah, man, I'm with that all, all week. Uh, it's actually we have a, a league where we have Trey Lance too, so I'm ready to think about that possibly too. You know, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Greg, who is your running back start of the week this year or this week? This week, I definitely got it. You know, usually top five every year, but you know, wasn't getting drafted at that position. But I think he comes and shows out, won a big time play this week against the Atlanta Falcons, going with Alvin Kamara. Yes, sir. You know, my guy, the running back position. Uh, just want to again, one of my favorite players to watch. When he went against the Falcons last year, had 30 carries, 146 yards, one of his best rush, pure rushing games uh, in, in his career, uh, and he's just gonna keep doing it on the receiving ability as well. Uh, in a game where I think the, the Saints are favored in every aspect, in the outside, also in the running back advantages that they'll have, they'll be leading. Alvin Kamara is gonna get a lot of work. He's in due for a very big day. Won't be surprised if he finishes at the one spot. That, I like that one a lot, man. Alvin Kamara is definitely somebody that has been undervalued through draft season. So a guy that I think could be similar to Alvin Kamara and how he finishes this year and, and what we've seen in years past. Mm-hmm. Recently wrote up a bold prediction, which was part of a Fancy Pros article, where I think he has a top three season in PPR leagues Ooh. this year. 
talking about my guy DeAndre Swift. Sir. Matchup isn't necessarily great on paper, but Swift is talented, should be involved early and often in a game where the Lions are three and a half point underdogs. Eagles should score a lot of points, and the Lions will have to get one of their best players the ball as often as they can here. He's an RB2 for me in my PPR rankings this week, but he's got upside for a lot more than that. Yeah, always love Swift season, man. This man's matchup proof. It don't matter who he's playing, man. He, he's going to get his work wide receiver playing running back. <laughs> for sure, man. Comment, uh, 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 present day Christian McCaffrey, if you call, if you will. Okay, okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, who's your wide receiver start of the week this week? I think we were look, we were fighting for people this week, so we were, we were. But you know, I got to go to probably one of my favorite receivers to watch. One of them makes plays all the time in bad quarterback situations. But now he's got a decent quarterback in, in Carson Wentz, scary Terry, Terry McLaurin. You already know it's September, so spooky season. Football just that's why he played football, man. He's ready to to give cornerbacks fear and terror. Uh, you know, a guy that's historically the last couple of years getting close to eight targets a game. I think with Carson Wentz. I think that bumps up a little bit more. I think he he's going to really come into upper echelon of wide receiver one value uh, here. And this he, Carson Wentz is going to take shots with him in a very good matchup uh, going against, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary, not strong at all. Uh, possible a lot of points in this game. Terry McCorn is going to eat. No, nah, I definitely love that one. We've talked about the Washington and Jacksonville game. Definitely expected to shoot out. My quarterback start of the week is in this game. I love that your wide receiver started week is in this game. A, a wide receiver that we both were were coming in this this one on, but I had to had to tussle away from you, Greg, here in this one. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Uh, like I said, sure. love Kyler Murray this week. I think he's an absolute smash play, but you drafted him as your QB1. You intend to play him. But you probably drafted Hollywood Brown as a wide receiver three, maybe a flex option, and he benefits from this matchup as well. He's in a similar smash spot against the Kansas City Chiefs, who were not good against the wide receiver position last year. Lost some of their key players in the secondary from a year ago, including the Honey Badger, Tyra Matthew. Um, so they, they could have trouble defending Brown here, who was going to see a lot more deep pass attempts than he than in our in Arizona than he did playing in Baltimore. I definitely love uh, Hollywood's, you know, upside in this game for sure. Yeah, hopefully. He keeps that Hollywood on that ticker right there. He keeps the the Hollywood in there, because uh, you know last last year if he <laughs> if he was having some bad performances he became Hollywood Brown. So oh, that was two two yeah two, two years, years ago. ago. He was Marquise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Marquise. Just Marquise. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> he earned the Hollywood back last year. You know, he had a really good season, over a thousand yards. Uh, but you know, we'll see. I think I think he keeps Hollywood this year, um, at least until DeAndre Hopkins gets back for sure. But anyway. We also were fighting for a tight end start of the week, Greg. So, you know, I, I said I tussled Hollywood away from you, but I really it seemed like we, we did more of a trade here. So what do, you, what do you got for your tight end start of the week, Greg? Yeah, man, ties into my quarterback start of the week. Jalen Hurts, one of his probably his top target getter besides A.J. Brown, is going to be Dallas Goddard. Tight end start of the week for me going against Detroit as well. Uh, I mean, we just talked about how we love the entire team, really. Um, but Dallas Goddard, a guy that's going to get close to eight targets, nine targets in this game. Uh, last year he had six for 72. Um, that's a great, that's a solid day for me. Uh, add a touchdown in there. That's a really uh, top end tight end one day. So Dallas Goddard is going to also eat in this matchup. Um, no Zach Ertz. Now, you know, he, he's the guy in, at the, in this team. So I'm loving it. 
I like that one a lot. I mean, obviously, because I, I wanted to pick him. But <laughs> I mean, anytime you can get an exposure to uh, a great quarterback or, you know, a quarterback in a great matchup, you definitely want to take advantage of that. So I had to pivot here. My tight end star of the week is actually going to be Darren Waller. And uh, he's a guy that's been relatively undervalued as well. People have been afraid about the contract situation and, you know, how is he going to fit in? you know, with uh, with Josh McDaniel's offense and, you know, playing with Devontae Adams and all these targets to go around. Uh, but Darren Waller, I think, is in a smash spot this week. You, you, you know, if the Chargers can't defend everybody uh, and Josh McDaniels, he's masterful in, how, in his play designs. And, again, somebody who was able to get tight end involved with, with, with uh, Gr- Rob Gronkowski. So I think Darren Waller's in, involved here. I think he sees somewhere, you know, in the, in the range of like seven to eight targets which will probably turn into somewhere about 68 or, or more receiving yards. Uh, so love him this week. Could also get in the end zone as well. Uh, so, you know, Darren Waller is somebody that, you know, has a – he has tight end one upside on the week this week, especially given given the matchup and the high-scoring game here. Yeah, got to love Darren Waller. He's he's a freak of nature. Um, everything – he's a positionless tight end now. It's just he could do it all. Most definitely, most definitely. And now, starts of the week are done. Now it's time to play everybody's favorite game as we play some some get money here. Ching to ching, yes, sir. <laughs> ching to ching. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Greg, oh, I guess we'll go through the rules for people that may not know how we play get money. Mm-hmm. It's basically a head-to-head contest, DFS contest between Greg and myself. Where we play on FanDuel. So, you know, gets the mind going a little bit. We, we spent all this week talking about PPR, PPR, PPR. And now we go over here to this half PPR platform and we play some games. So um, it's a snake style draft. That's the difference, right? Normally DFS, we can, you know, we could end up picking the same lineup and then it would be a tie. But we're not going to do that. It's a, it's a snake, snake style draft. Once a player is selected, they were removed from the player pool. Uh, Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. I get the first pick in even weeks. Greg, who's your first pick? Tough. This is tough. But I'm going to go with – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get – I'm going to get – I already know. I'm trying to work to what your lineup is probably going to be. So I'm, I'm going to take Hollywood Brown first for 6,900. <laughs> Put it in that wide receiver spot. Yes, oh, that's sir. terrible. That's just mean. <laughs> it is. It is. That's just mean. Well, uh, well, if that's the case, then I will. Oh man, that's just mean, Greg. Why would you? Do that, that? that was just mean. Starting week one, <laughs> real spicy, real. Uh, I don't even know who I want to build around now anymore. That was really going to be my, I was going to try to stack them, but it's cool. Adversity happens. It comes to all of us. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to go ahead in here and I'm going to just, uh, put in my, you know, your tight end start of the week, our tight end start of the week, or, you know, my tight end start of the week is Darren Waller, but I know he's yours, Dallas Goddard. He's 5,700, kind of cheap. Could build a route, could build a lot around that. So. Prices are really good this week. Week one, of course, we don't know a lot. Oh yeah, they uh, they deflate the prices a little bit. You yeah. know, try to get you know people to come play. Yeah, I'm gonna take my running back start of the week. Take Alvin Kamara. 
put him in that RB one spot for eighty five hundred. Okay, um, that's cool. You know, you you took Hollywood Brown, who is the wide receiver one on the week, or uh-huh. you know, my wide receiver, our wide receiver star of the week, but he's my wide receiver two in my rankings. My wide receiver one is Justin Jefferson. So I'm just gonna Ooh, take. Oh, Jake Jeff, I love it. I love it. Uh, so I'm gonna take. Because I have, you know, Hollywood Brown, I might as well get the stack here and, and take Kyler Murray at quarterback. So 8,200, slot him in there. Casey versus Arizona, let's go. That is good to know because I don't have to take a quarterback now for some time. Um, I'm going to slide in. I'm going to get a little stack here for myself. I'm just going to tell you, I guess you're going to know who my quarterback is going to be, but I'm going to pick him very last. Uh, Christian Kirk, fifty eight hundred, mm, like that, going up against like Washington. That. Uh, my RB two, actually, I'm. I just got him. I'm gonna put put him on my flex. So, but I'll run it back. I'm gonna take Joe Mixon, eighty three hundred, going against Pittsburgh. You know, one of the top volume getters in this in this league. Nice, 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 nice. Um. I am going to take because I know he's cheap. I'm take my guy at wide receiver, Elijah Moore. I think he has a a really good week this week. Uh, like I said, he's a wide receiver two for me with wide receiver one upside, but he's definitely got a lot of upside going up against Baltimore this week. So Elijah Moore, you'll be my third wide receiver. Love that. I'm gonna go. Second wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. My wide receiver started week seven thousand. Yeah, so slot him in there. Going against Jacksonville. Nice. I'm gonna go with my running back start of the week, DeAndre Swift, who's seventy six hundred. Slide him in there to my RB one slot. For my RB two, I'm gonna put in Miles Sanders, sixty five hundred. Uh, just another. Get some of that Eagles Detroit game. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh the running game is gonna be eaten for the Eagles. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh in my flex because he plays a later slot, and I already know who my other running back is gonna be. I'm gonna go Clyde Edwards Alaire, fifty eight hundred. Telling you my man is cheap. Hmm. I'm gonna go. For tight end, TJ Hawkinson, another piece of that game. Uh, another strong play, I thought, coming into this week. Uh, yeah, slide him in there against the Philadelphia Eagles. One of their weaknesses, 5,700, cheap as well. Yeah, uh, for my defense, I'm going to take a shot here on the Cincinnati Bengals, who going up against Pittsburgh, I think it could be. A rough one there. So I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals here at 4,400 and slide them into my defense. My defense taking the Philadelphia Eagles, 4,100. My defense is stream of the week. Uh, more from that Philly-Detroit game, sir. I'm doing my evil little thing here because every DeAndre Swift touchdown hurts you more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and do you, how many – well, you have I just got that flex slot. I mean, the third wide receiver spot. The third wide receiver spot. All right, Ben. Yeah. So, I want I want my last one to hurt you. So my my quarterback here. I'm gonna take my quarterback here right now. 
It's going to mm. be Trevor Lawrence, 7,000. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, and at my third receiver spot, got to go cheap here because, you know, uh, damn, a lot of money left. I'm going to go Wendell Robinson with the Giants, 4,700, going against Tennessee. Uh, the dart throw starts, yes, sir. Um, my last pick is a running back. And I don't know if you noticed, Greg, but I've gone cheap in a lot of places so I can afford something. And this is not a by JT. No, I can't afford JT. Okay, not that much. Okay, okay, okay. But I can afford Christian McCaffrey (laughs) (laughs) 9,500. So slide him in. Love it. Yeah. So, Greg, why don't you run down your lineup for the people real quick? Yes, sir. What you're working with. Kyler Murray at the quarterback position at 8,200. Got Alvin Kamara at my RB1 position, 8,500. Miles Sanders, RB2, 6,500 going against Detroit. Scary Terry McLaurin, wide receiver start of the week at 7,000. Wide receiver one, Hollywood Brown at 6,900. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Wendell Robinson at wide receiver three, 4,700. TJ Hawk, 5,700 at the tight end position. Oh, whoa. Darren Waller just got paid, by the way. Crazy. Joe Mixon. Just now, like it's yeah, yeah, just now. I got man, just got fifty-one mil. Crazy, yo. Tight end started week. That's how it does. That's does. <laughs> Joe Mixon at my flex at eighty-three hundred, and the Philadelphia Eagles forty-one hundred at my defense. Nice man, nice. So I'm gonna go. Well, not gonna go. My lineup is Trevor Lawrence at quarterback seven thousand. Christian McCaffrey, running back, 9,500. DeAndre Swift, 7,600. At wide receivers, I have Justin Jefferson, 8,100. Christian Kirk, 5,800. Elijah Moore, 6,000. Dallas Goddard, tight end, 5,700. At my flex position, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 5,800. And then for my defense, I have Cincinnati, who's 4,400. Yes, sir. It's time. It's time, man. So... We play that every week at the end of the week. So make sure you tap in. Make sure you tap in with us on Monday. We'll be recapping everything that happened here uh, during the week or during the weekend and on Sunday. Uh, So everybody, again, have a good weekend. Good luck this weekend. Resist the tilt. Don't check your fantasy scores after each play. Just watch the game. Spend time with family. Trust the process. And you'll win your matchup. And if you don't, it's cool. Just got to go one and know every week. Well, you know, I do my little state of the union with my teams every Tuesday, sit there after the, after the results of every games and look at the rosters and see what I got to do. And it's part of my process. So, you know what? We'll help y'all out. We'll got y'all covered this whole season. Just tap in with us and we'll do our best to make sure you are a fantasy champion. Yes, sir. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck on Sunday. We are out. Peace.